Welcome to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock. It's March 17th, 2021 on Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Yep. Yep. Wednesday. Now with Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor. Now Tim and I, good friends, he lives here in the Valley uh, of the Sun where I'm in Phoenix right now. And uh, we were both in um, Gauss, I think it's called, it's east of Austin, Texas for Float Fest for all last week. And it was interesting uh, to get a lot of the guys from around the country that know us up and uh, you can talk to them and converse and uh, understand what they're saying because they don't have a mask on. And it sounds like I'm in a freaking Charlie Brown cartoon. So what happens is a lot of information gets transferred. There's a lot of projects going on and you can see the future of what's going to have certainly what the future battles are going to be. And we just had yesterday, we found uh, LRN.FM, the primary network that we're on, that feeds a lot of others also. I, I was kind of surprised at how many people were disrupted in the rebroadcasting of the network after it went down from the FBI raiding and arresting Ian and some of the other guys, uh, the main host and owner of Free Talk Live and LRN.FM. So we're all paying attention to that. And of course, it's a Bitcoin thing. Well, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies was a great discussion at the festival last week because we know that it's going to be transactions. It's going to be people being able to engage in commerce for goodies and food and food and maybe some ammo and guns and tools and food and a little bit of food. So that uh, fortunately, we were on a farm and you could see what could be produced. Well, there's 100 chickens around and cattle and stuff in the uh, campground. But it's, um, from my estimation, it always turns into a food thing. Well, that means that it's a currency thing because the inflation that's happening. And we got a Fed meeting today that Tim Pachot's going to tell us all about in a little bit. But go ahead and uh, give me uh, your impression of the event and what you learned at Float Fest, Tim. Yeah, well, good morning, everybody. But I was very uh, surprised with how well the event turned out. I mean, despite the fact, I mean, the only downside was there was, you know, uh, you know, massive wind like the entire time. So I'm not sure Constant. if that's, yeah, it was ridiculous. And then that also sort of made me uh, decide, you know what, maybe I don't want to be driving a class A across the country uh, all the time. And maybe I'll go with like a fifth wheel instead. So that was sort of, uh, you know, proving grounds of, you know, having to drive that baby in like this constant freaking wind. Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, super fun, but, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that could handle it. No problem. But, you know, I survived, made it through, but yeah, and there was probably like 200 people there. Uh, you know, it was a very, um, you know, I guess voluntarist type vibe where it was, you know, Hey, there's a big open field and anyone can go park wherever they want and basically just don't be a dick. And, you know, and everything, nobody was a dick and everything went off without a hitch and you see some chickens walking around and cattle. At one point I was eating free range, uh, organic steak as cows were walking by me free range. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> never, never did that before. Um, and then actually Aaron and Kingsley, I found, I talked to uh, Kingsley late last night and, 
apparently he's still there because when they went to go put the slide outs back in some like 50 cent Chinese part that nobody has broke and was stripped out. And so now they're waiting on this part and mechanic to fix the uh, slide out on their, on the, uh, the class A that they rented. So that way they can make it back to, um, to Vegas. And there's actually some talk about them buying some of that land that's actually out there. And I was talking about maybe buying like some, land that's like next to theirs so then that way i know who my neighbors are and can control that and be earning kingsley obviously so um you know that was just like a late night discussion last night so who knows where that's gonna go but i thought it overall i mean my, i mean like my favorite podcaster besides yourself would be uh sam tripley and so he was there and i'm glad that you know i was able to you know put him on uh your radar because he's you know sort of a you know influencer of other influencers like yourself and he's been i, I feel like he did give him a pretty hard time i listened to the episode so because as someone that listens to a lot of his shows, like he's one of the guys more than like anybody that's screaming about getting off of YouTube and he's, uh, you know, really kind of driving that message home in a lot of his shows much more so than other, uh, people out there who should know better and who don't drive that message home. So I thought you were beating up on him a little bit, but you know, he, I think he's still like coming on there, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, that was awesome. He did a great set. I mean, at one point he's like, this is what anarchy looks like, you know, 200 guys and four women. But you know what? Once once we start getting the food, once once we get more food and everything else collapses, uh, there's probably gonna be a lot more women there. But you know, with that said, I think there was a decent amount of women. You know, obviously he's a comedian making jokes, but uh, you know, I thought it was a, uh, a very good event. It was done on what like two months heads up, and I didn't know if there was gonna be like 30 people there. Um, I was I was disappointed you didn't give me an 11 on the uh, on the rant competition to push me over oh, the edge because you guys you guys are already getting. You guys had already given John Bush perfect tens, and I personally thought that my uh, my rant I thought blew his out of the water personally, in my humble opinion. But we tied, <laughs> so I, it was my first ever my first ever rant off. So I'm one for one uh, in rant competitions now. You know what? I guess. What it is? It's a you know been a tradition at Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's called uh, Soapbox Idol, and it just gives you an opportunity to get up there and you know say your piece. And uh, a rant is really it's not a therapy stat session, which Del Big Tree, myself, and Aaron um, were the judges. And um, I've judged a, a lot of these in the past. And it's always been, you can count on John Bush, to, but he was toned down. I mean, before it was a rip, man. It was Don Rickles on steroids. He just ripped the crap out of everybody. And, uh, and it, it, to the point that it was uncomfortable, but it was always entertaining. <laughs> But um, here, man, he, if it's making if it's making you uncomfortable, I can only imagine. How. Oh God! Oh man! It's just it's just it's not it's not even that it's X-rated. It's just that it's personal. I mean, it's just so bad. But the um, but he's kind of toned down a little bit. But he's uh, mainly promoting uh, freedom cells. Well, what happened? Um, we kind of have an understanding of a rant is um, you're you're given a good um, uh, criticism of life. It's not like a comedy thing as much as it is. Doesn't it suck that? I mean, you go off in a rant. And um, a lot of the people, it was, you know, therapy session, you know, live this and that. And then some of them were just bitching, you know, and then some of them, you know, weren't that entertaining or they uh, didn't. The bar was very low. The very, the bar was very low for me uh, when I got up there. So there was a lot. Was I mean, it was almost 20 yeah. people. I mean, it was, I'm like, Hey man, I gotta go to the bathroom. What the hell? You know? So it, um, but what we were looking for was exactly what you did. 
and it was just man you wanted to hammer on hell i don't even remember what the hell it was but the uh, <laughs> it, it was it was just a flow from the heart you get um what is it three minutes i think you know yeah and so it was just a rant well that was where you came in and, and john did a good job too and that's what we were looking for and john checked off all the boxes he he did it just right and what needed to be because he's experienced at this and what a rant is and uh so he got he got a 10 to set the standard and then of course you got up and you know if i had to pick between the two i'd probably give you the edge but you know um you know so quit your bitching what are you doing another rant there that you you tied for first place you know <laughs> well i wanted i wanted to maybe have like a rant off and then i and then we could have uh you know i could have gone deeper on some more material because this was all like last i didn't even want to do it and aaron's like she gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. And, uh, I was like, all right, I'll go up there and do the rant. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, my first ever, uh, rant competition, but, you know, I feel like I've had a lot of practice, you know, going on your uh, show. Are you going to go and... to pork fest and fork fest? Yeah. I mean, I've been, I got it on the all calendar. Right, well, there you go. I There's got... going to be your competition, man. There's the, you know, the golden standard of go kick some butt, you know, this is, um, so, so you got, um, God, what was it? It was like they were going to give $250 in Bitcoin cash or something. And uh, they gave two first prizes. Hell, you got the same amount of money. What are you complaining about? You know? Yeah, I, I, ended, up, I ended up donating it away. So I didn't, uh, but and it was it was still all good. The, the main thing was Aaron's like, if you go up there, I'll make your, because uh, she was worried they weren't going to have anyone to do it. And, you know, I just started relaxing for the night and all of a sudden, uh, like I wasn't in like a pissed off mood and all of a sudden she's like, I'll make your sponsorship free. If you go up there, I'm like, all right, well, that's, uh, you know, basically getting paid like $300 a minute or more. <laughs> and actually because of the prize money, it was like $400 a minute. So I'm like, all right, that's, uh, that's like higher. That's like more than being like a high end escort or something. Four hundred bucks a minute. I'll go up there. Yeah, to do a rant. But I definitely, up. I definitely gave. I definitely, you know, showed up. So I, I know Tina has it taped, uh, at least like ninety five percent of it. So I can go and get the get it pulled from her. Uh, yeah, no, I think your audience would enjoy that. But yeah, no, overall it was a great time. I would definitely be back. There was, like I said, probably two hundred people there. Everything went off without a hitch. You know, and no one poker. Yay. I got to play some poker. And then, you know, I'm just settled in, man. I'm just starting to win. I was up, I don't know, 10 bucks or something, six, 10, whatever. And, um, you know, they called me to do the judging thing. And Donna comes in, hey, they need you for what? You know, I don't know. You know, so, uh, well, cash me out. And I was, I was just getting into where I kind of reading everybody. You know, um, I do play. You know, it's not that I'm really good at poker. I just always wind up usually coming ahead or lasting out and everything. Because well, remember what happened at Pork Fest? The last time I played was at Pork Fest. And I think now, unfortunately, the buy-in, I ended up, because I'm an idiot, decided to uh, pay like two Ethereum, which was like probably $200. So I got 90 bucks each or something at the time when it was at the freaking low. And uh, I ended up like immediately, like it was like one round, I ended up like winning like every single hand in like, 10 minutes and I walked away with like four or five hundred dollars in like 10 yeah, minutes. No, I remember. Out. Except, except, however, I paid in freaking Ethereum. So it's like really, it was like that would have been like thirty six hundred dollars. 
so it's like okay i'm really really down you know 3100 bucks from that you know way to go now so now at this point i'm like anytime i'm spending bitcoin or crypto i'm like instantly going on uh you know anywhere and going and replenishing it because i'm like all right that's that's the big lesson that i've learned is i need to I'm in a spot now where I can afford to, you know, replenish it at any point. But, you know, I paid a babysitter the other day. I, you know, I had her open up an edge wallet and, and paid her in some Bitcoin. And then I, uh, you know, cause I liked her. Otherwise I would have paid her in, in like Bitcoin cash, which, which honestly, obviously Bitcoin cash is more of the philosophical. It's, and, and I tipped somebody there like who gave me a ride on like some bicycle they had out there. And I tipped the guy in Bitcoin cash and explained to him like the differences. And, you know, I'm like, Hey, if I tried to tip you in Bitcoin, you know, the transaction, fee would probably cost even more than the tip and everything else. And uh, I am trying to get that node thing set up that the guest you had on the other day, which I wish you would have focused more. You didn't really, because that start nine labs, uh, I forgot the guy's name, David. Uh, so I'll give a shout out to him, David. I think it was like Switech or, or something. Uh, but anyway, so that guy, uh, his thing was like basically a plug and play Bitcoin node, but you guys focus more on like the private server, you know, uh, uh, everything else you're working on. Oh, I talked with a guy yesterday. I'll need to put you in contact with him. And he was working, he's been working on this like IPFS thing for like three years. He's never even heard of you. Uh, he's been doing all this other Silicon Valley stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds like exactly what, you know, Ernie's been talking about. And he, you know, contacted me from watching Corbett's show. So, uh, yeah, so I think uh, you know I'll, I'll hook you guys up. Anyways, this is his Startline Labs. Like the main thing that he sold me on was you plug in their Raspberry Pi stripped down version of whatever, and you go and you plug it into your Ethernet, and then boom, now you've got a Bitcoin node, and you can then connect your wallets to the node or something. But I will say it's not as gram adjust button as uh, these uh, it tech guys never make it out to be. Is. Like, because I'm like, all right, I, I'm pretty knowledgeable on on this stuff, and. Uh, and I don't even know if like how, if it's up and running or what's, what's going on. So I need to, I mean, I was super busy. I actually had 10 new appointments yesterday. I set my new all-time record, uh, probably by far. So it was just, oh, uh, and yeah. what do you think the, the, the pull is, is it crypto? You know, yeah. You're able to, yeah. This it's is that, and it's that, and the fact that like some people are finding out, like, oh, hey, I never knew an advisor like you existed because you know everybody I talk to, you know, just has the same old boring, you know, BS line of sixty forty portfolio, and you know nothing's gonna ever happen bad to the dollar, and Bitcoin's a joke, and stay away from gold and silver, and you know, and so it's you know it's very easy when I'm not, I'm basically pushing away like ninety eight percent of my potential audience to only go after you know all the crazy, you know, hardcore hand caps. And, and I'm literally like, trying to push people away. Like if there's going to be like a problem, like with anything I say, like, so like I'll say some things that could be offensive. So that way, if, if they're offended by that, I'll know they'll be offended by other stuff. So, uh, but the thing is, it's like, great. Cause every, almost everyone that's coming to me, they've already watched a bunch of videos. They already know the deal. And, uh, you know, well, is it you know, generated from your appearance on Corbett? Yeah, actually, that has been the number one all-time uh, lead generator uh, activity I've ever done, ever. And, and the show didn't even make it on YouTube because, unfortunately, it was just my luck that James had his second strike right before uh, that uh, he was going to release that episode. So I don't think it's even on YouTube yet, so I'll need to be... Yeah, no, he's, uh, I think he's done. You know, he did uh, He did a video, hello, I must be going. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, yeah, no, James, yeah, he's, I mean, it's sort of like a, you know, a dream. He's my favorite, you know, independent researcher out there. And Dan Dix is probably my second favorite. And, 
Uh, and then, you know, you're one of my favorite podcasters and Sam Tripoli, you know, I listen to all of his shows and now I'm doing shows with him, doing shows with all these people that I, you know, uh, you know, that I've grew up watching and stuff. So it's, you know, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, some, yeah, I've been getting some people from tinfoil hat, some people from, uh, Josh and people who just Google, you know, crypto currency, financial advisor, Bitcoin financial planner. Like if you search it on, not that I'm like advocating anybody searches on Google, but, uh, like I'm the guy that shows up if you type in Bitcoin financial planner. Uh, so to have people that do with no SEO or anything. So I'm, I'm trying to, tr- <laughs> the thing is I need other advisors who get it and who are a similar mind and opinion and can speak the language to our people. Um, because and I'm trying to train two guys right now. Um, uh, who can speak our language, but who, um, yeah, you're going to find that difficult because it's, Oh yeah. Believe me. Believe me. Yeah. I already, or they, or they can speak the language and they're just, you know, slack to this, you know, couch surfers that don't really care about. No, cause uh, it goes, they tell the audience, this is what's going on. Um, years ago, not too many years ago, but you know, a few years ago, well, it was when the flipping in started when four years is August, 2017. Yeah, really? Okay. All right. So he knows. So it was um, when uh, Bitcoin started shooting up from like 1200 to five, 6,000. It was about- It was a pool party at your house when it was, it was actually the same day as the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, which we didn't watch, but it was that same day for time stamping this. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're having a, a party and then, you know, there's a lot of people that we know that, you know, they, they trust us and listen to the show or something and they, all right, fine. I, you know, I got an inheritance here. I came into some money there. I sold a car, whatever. I'm going to get, you know, some crypto. You, so you shut up. So they buy a bunch and, uh, you know, some people, you know, clunk down some money, you know, it's a tens of thousands of dollars or maybe even more and they get it. All right. And we'll just set it over there. Then all of a sudden it explodes and they go, uh, damn, now what, you know, and that was one of the things, a presentation that uh, I remember Tim gave. And he goes, remember last year you were worried you didn't have enough money. Now you're worried you got too much. You know, the, you know those kind of problems. So um, he well, made- after that presentation, I fell into the category of worrying about not having enough money because I lost my job for giving that presentation. But uh, <laughs> now it's going a lot better. But Well, what happened was the financial planning community or regulated industry is they were coming out like crazy, like and this applies to today. So I, I want the you know, audience to pay. This is good, even recap for those that know the story. What happened was uh, the financial planning community or industry or regulated uh, bodies. They're like, you shall not talk about crypto. You are not allowed to mine it, own it, recommend it, use it, spell it, anything. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> and it. Right. Think it. Stop thinking about boats. I mean, you know, the whole thing was is that uh, they certainly wanted to prevent a lot of things, but especially for Tim going down to a Narcopoco and giving a presentation on um, how Bitcoin can be used in a portfolio of retirement of what anything about it. And Tim had to make a decision. Well, what he did is he goes, you know, screw you. I'm going a totally different direction. I'm going to give up my, was it series seven license and pay yep. 15, $17,000 for the privilege of not having the privilege and, you know, just screw you. I'm done. Well, of course that, you know, doesn't go well with, you know, father and mother-in-laws and wives and, you know, some friends and all oh, former, for, former, former, former mother-in-laws wives. and wives. 
So, you know, it, um, you know, this was a lot of pressure on Tim and he had to make a decision. Well, you know, you and I roomed down there and we've been friends for a long time. And of course I did my best to introduce you to all the right people and make sure you get enough, you know, like, you know, the, the Berwick and, you know, Luke and, and um, Corbett and all that kind of stuff that help, you know, make sure people knew what you were doing and it's up to you to do it, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. did it, you know, he, he went through the process. He had to, you know, leave a bunch of clients behind. It was a, a transition that was very painful, but he saw the future and all of a sudden he, he chose wisely. And now he's one of the few that even do this and the only one that does it without totally freaking ripping you off because anybody that does this people moving into the uh, interfacing with the traditional financing with crypto, they are getting raped. And uh, so Tim's like, no, that doesn't, that's not required. And um, so now when people need to do this, who do they go to? Tim Pachote, the libertyadvisor.com. So this is what the transition from the traditional uh, old school central banking of we rule you stuff into the new me, uh, the new currencies and the new way of thinking and the new and be legal. You know, so if I got someone that, you know, they they want to make the transition, they will be on the up and up and I kind of don't get arrested. They go to Tim Pachot. Now, other people that are just like, screw them, man. I, you know, find me that Filipino that, you know, will you know, buy my whatever the hell and give me a bunch of crypto or I can trade with, you know, there's, there's all, you go to local Bitcoins, you know, or whatever, go to the, you know, Shire Society. And, and then uh, yesterday, uh, here comes the man in the FBI and they arrest him. So these are the things that you got to deal with. But Tim has been able to pretty much, you've kind of done a roadmap for a lot of the regulators in the industry you know, yourself, just by understanding how the system works and going through this, I mean, you're all legit, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I mean, I'm, we're about to, because right now with the self-directed IRA, which, you know, let me back things up a little bit. So technically, you know, if you have an account at E-Trade or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity, it's technically self-directed, but it is possible to, uh, you know, have an IRA LLC, which is another type of self-directed IRA where you can hold the private keys. Now, when I first came on your show, I was willing to do that as like kind of like guinea pig test things for basically anybody who had, you know, you know, you know, scratch two nickels together to do it for free. And not very many people took me up on that offer. And that was back when Bitcoin was like three, 4,000 bucks. Now, some of your listeners did, and they're making out very well. Uh, you know, something up like a thousand percent on those types of uh, arrangements. And they did it tax-free inside Roth IRAs for the most part. And then, uh, so kudos to those, you know, few people that are out there. And then, but now it's like, I'm not even, even engaging in that unless you've got over like a quarter million with me uh, because it's just so much pain in the butt to set those up. And so the next version of that, iteration that's going to be more scalable is going to be, uh, and I'm talking with a lot of different, uh, the major, uh, exchanges right now. It's just, unfortunately the ecosystem, you know, I'm not some guy that has, you know, tens of millions of dollars to go, uh, you know, build out these things and I'm not a coder. And so there's just a whole bunch of things where I was waiting on other people to basically be legit from a scalable standpoint. And so this probably isn't of, you know, the greatest importance to like the hardcore anarchist that wants to keep their private keys. But what I found out is that most people, 
out there don't care at all about doing things the right way. They just want to hear you. They want to give you a hundred thousand dollars. They want to just have you go and do it for them. They don't want to think about it. And they just want to know they have Bitcoin exposure is the market research that I've pretty much have seen firsthand, even amongst, you know, libertarians and people that should know better. Uh, and so that's, you know, I'm not going to go fight, you know, what the market wants. And so, uh, because also the self-directed thing is not very scalable and takes a lot of human manpower and my time and other people's time to make this happen and just isn't super, super, super scalable. So what we're going to be launching now is we're working with different exchanges to have it all legit custodied bit license bullshit and all that sort of thing to be able to have like a TD Ameritrade E-Trade of crypto where I could have, you know, like a unlimited amounts of clients underneath me and tie them to model portfolios and make changes with one portfolio and it changes to all of them and have it insured and backed up and all the, you know, bells and whistles. But the thing is, uh, like my compliance officer, Rajiv is like the most by the book, like knows the laws probably better than the SEC. And there's other advisors who there's probably only like a couple who are like on these types of platforms now, but there's a lot of things that, you know, Rajiv knows from a, compliance standpoint that other people aren't looking for. Cause we know eventually we're going to get audited because of what we're doing and being out there in the forefront. So we need to make sure that all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed and everything is completely buttoned up. And obviously we've got people's life savings on the line. So we need to, we can't just, you know, take anyone's word for it. You know, what, even if there are some big multi-billion dollar company. And so there's a lot of regulation, long story short, you know, I'm thinking that sometime by this summer, uh, you know, maybe even sooner, I don't want to, you know, say it's going to be tomorrow and have people on my ass for, you know, not hitting the deadline or anything, but you know, it's, the thing is there's no like YouTube video for doing what I'm going to do or, you know, unless I made it. So it's, uh, right now it's, uh, going to be at that point where once I have that and I'll be able to, you know, transact in like dozens of different altcoins and Bitcoin and I'll have, you know, different portfolios for different people. One will be, you know, more Bitcoin focused, one will be more diversified, one will be more actively traded. Maybe I'll try to reach out to some, you know, Bitcoin celebrities to maybe do like the, the trading of that and making different deals. And even then, then licensing out like those portfolios to other financial advisors to then offer that to their clients. And so this is going to absolutely explode. And I've like never been pretty much more excited about anything than what I've going on right now. And so this is also, if, if, if anyone who ever says that I'm suicided, that it's absolutely not, not true because I've never been more excited in my life than what I'm doing right now with all this stuff and how it's going. Um, because it's going to be like this next level game changing. And so I'll still have the ability to do the self-directed and, and so where it's probably eventually going. And I've already talked with Kirk about this is I'm probably going to break off uh, so I'm not, this is like, not like secret news to him. And then we're, we'll find a way to collaborate together. So if someone has, you know, 500,000 and they want, you know, 50,000 in the crypto, then I can do the 50. I'll send the other 450 to Kirk because, you know, he's you know a capable guy that, you know, gets it as well. And then, uh, and then I want to just focus just on crypto and just on people that, you know, got in early and how to do different strategies and then how to, you know, help onboard new people. And, and then that way I could then lower my minimums and have it, be scalable again, because right now it's just not, you know, super scalable, but you know, back in the day, I mean, there's people that were listening when I was offering this for like, Hey man, if you have like 5,000 bucks, we'll go and do that. But I would be, you know, losing my ass on that because it's just a, uh, you know, it just takes like months to do this 
because there's so many different steps to, uh, there's no, like you don't like just, just press a button. There's, you know, about 15 different just in there, but I'm the just guy that has to hold people's hands to press the button. So if you have, you know, let's say if you have, you know, 200,000 invested with me traditionally, and then you've got another 50, you want in crypto, then I'm willing to do, to do that probably up in that to probably half a million, probably here pretty soon. Um, and so, I mean, at one point, I mean, I had people that I was willing to do for basically anything that gets, you know, uh, you know, scrounged together to, to do that. And, but now it's just, it's just such a time drain and I'm not like, I had 10 new appointments yesterday. I think I've got six today, six tomorrow. Uh, I actually had to make it. So that way my scheduling software, uh, actually didn't make any, uh, appointments during trading hours because it was getting it just because of Corbett, thank God that it started getting like super, super crazy because of his awesome uh, listeners and viewers. And I think I connected with a lot of people there. Unfortunately, it was at, you know, I was at a, when I was on his show, I was at, at an Airbnb. So I was at like this, it looked like I was in like a Godfather movie or something with this like dimly lit, like pool table thing behind me. And it was, you know, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, no, I was really appreciative for being on his show and it's been game changing and this next level of what we're going to introduce is going to be game changing and i'll probably be the first advisor in america to be rolling this out and uh and yeah i'm working at it you know full time it's just you know there's other bottlenecks that are outside of my control and uh and we're getting sec registered too so we sort of have to wait for that to clear and then once that clears and we can go back and add some of these other exchanges and assuming that they're all legit and we've doing all the due diligence and there's a whole bunch of crap behind the scenes that we're doing that, you know, I'm sure your listeners don't care about because they don't care about, you know, the SEC and they don't care about, uh, but you know, I don't want to end up like Ross or I don't want to end up like Ian. So I'm doing all the bullshit. But do you to, think it matters? I mean, it seems to me that, um, you know, sooner or later they're going to, cause they already tried this. This was when you got the uh, notice, the letter, the email that go out blanket to you and all of your competitors and they just say, no, you're not allowed because we don't like it. You know, they had no reason or justification or it wasn't illegal. I mean, we had that during Morpheus's trial, a uh, Bitcoin trader that did a couple of years here in Arizona. They were trying to get him on financial institution, you know, that he didn't do his KYC and, you know. Um, well, I am. I'm, I am doing KYC. So you're getting KYC with me. Then to go on one of the exchanges, they're probably KYCing you again. So, you know, everything is going <laughs> yeah, to no, anti-money it's, it's laundering, not KYC, that. Patriot Act. Well, they want to get any and everybody under these kinds of controls. So when you have someone that doesn't do that or they're not paying attention to the system because they're outside of the system and they're going, yeah, but you you got your Bitcoin through Coinbase and we know it, you know, and that's one thing that's going to come out in this trial with, you know, Ian and friends in New Hampshire is how did they know? You know, what, what, what was it that they, I mean, it wasn't like they were secret about it, but you know, I, I just want to well, how because they, they go on the radio for three hours every day talking about it. I mean, right. for one, I mean you know, so. it's not a secret, but you know, I'm, I'm wondering where they're getting their evidence, how, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. Where is it coming from? And uh, what kind of surveillance are they doing? And this is, I mean, you know, I got FBI agents listening to Free Talk Live. I mean, they got to change them every couple of weeks because they keep converting them or just an AI says, go get them. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, how does this work? Because the future is going to be a lot different. And that was what a lot of the conversation at FloatFest was about, where newbies that would come and they go, oh, okay, it's Texas. And they got like a freedom thing. And you know, float, what's that? I mean, you know, they got, they're not wearing masks. Okay, I'm there. And I want to learn about crypto or something. And they show up and they got money. And, and you know, first off, you think you go, well, um, 
Could there, be a Fed. Trader, there, there's spot the Fed, and there's another one. <laughs> you know? So, so you got to be careful in what you say. But um, just a sharing of information of what's possible and what has been done legally. You know, legally. I hate even saying that. You know, it's just so stupid. But to not get, you know, the following their rules, you deal with Tempachote at the Liberty Advisor, and that was the minefield that he had to walk. It was uh, for you. It was. You know, you, you understood it. You're a smart guy. You knew what was going on. But more importantly, you understood why they didn't like it, why they didn't want people to have these options. Why? Because what's coming is the why. It's inflation. It's so. Oh, yeah. I was having this conversation to yesterday. I went to the hot tub for the first time in three weeks since uh, the little incident that Josh and I had. And uh, there was a black guy in there, three Mexican guys. And I started talking to them about Bitcoin. Uh, and then, I mean, but I wasn't, you know, watching my words at all. I mean, so I'm talking to a black guy saying, listen, man, slavery didn't end. They just repackaged it as the Federal Reserve System because the best slave is one that doesn't know he's a slave. Now, this would probably like, horrify like any other person, like some liberal social justice warrior overhearing this conversation. But, you know, these guys respected me and they were like, you know, all into it. And they're like, no way, the Fed's private. And I got three of these guys to say they're going to start buying Bitcoin tomorrow and, you know, told them how they can go online and go and do it and what wallet to get. And the whole, uh, then that funny thing, Kingsley called me. He's like, what's you up to? I'm like, well, and, you know, I'm just pimping Bitcoin in the hot tub to three different guys telling them what, what's up about Bitcoin. So, uh, and then, you know, getting into the inflation, how the whole system's rigged and, uh, you know, just going, I mean, it would have been like great if like somebody was secretly recording me, like if they, you know, cause I mean, it was just like absolutely awesome. Like just going at it, like to, you know, three, like four minorities and just not and having like no deference of what I was saying of like, hey, listen, dude, like this is how the system works. Uh, they print more money, devalues everything else. Eventually the whole thing is going to, you know, completely implode. And that's, you know, I guess, you know, before we, we, you know, wrap up, because I do have a eight o'clock <laughs> podcast actually with uh with kirk and paul rosenberg as his guest so ah, uh, which, awesome i just had kirk, paul yeah, kirk on has not yesterday had me on. I think. Yeah, Kirk has not had me on in a very long time because the last time I was on his show, which he's, you know, very mainline and not, you know, in terms of very well buttoned up and doesn't get like emotional or crazy anarchist like me. And he had on these two other liberal panelists and they were, you know, talking about how great the Fed was and giving all this liberal bullshit. And I just like absolutely just, I mean, I was pissed off or whatever that like, you want to see a rant. Like I went on a freaking rant on his show and it's funny because he's like, Tim, you're not doing yourself any favors about you coming out and, you know, get and all crazy, you know, with my guests and this, that, uh, you know, you're never like, no one's ever going to call you to do business with you. It's funny. Cause I did, I've done a show like 20 times. And the only time somebody called me to do business with me was after that show when he said nobody would. So it's kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of funny, uh, but he hasn't had me on since. And that's probably like, I don't know. It's probably been like a year. So this, so, and I think that those two liberal panelists, like one's like a Forbes columnist and one's, you know, they think one lives, I think they both live in San Francisco. So you can only imagine when it's, you know, but he's sort of like my boss, but I still like just didn't give a, you know what, and just, it just went on like a huge rant. So this is my first time back on the show. Uh, be nice. Be nice. I know. I got and I, like whatever the, like I just couldn't, like they were just going on about how the economy was wonderful and everything's great and how awesome the federal reserve is and Jan and Jerome Powell. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just let it rip. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that'll be fun. But yeah, so coming up today, two o'clock Eastern, 
the Fed is meeting again, and they're going to release their dot plots, which for the audience, that is a, they have these different, each dot represents on this chart represents a Federal Reserve governor's estimation of where inflation will be, you know, this year, next year, the following year, then the long term. And they're always wrong, but, uh, but it signals to the market, you know, what the expected rate increases might be. But more importantly, uh, you know, the Fed has, Jerome Powell has, signaled that basically he's willing to let inflation run hot and willing to let you know have inflation be you know significantly more than two percent uh and in the past they've said things like they're not thinking about raising rates and then then they then they said they're not thinking about thinking about raising rates and i'm pretty sure excuse me they even said they're not thinking about thinking about thinking about raising rates like you can't even make this stuff up like this is you know like what people at the fed get paid to say um, and, and so the thing is like you and I, and your listeners, we all know that the fed never really intended to raise rates. They sort of, you know, were backed into a corner to do it once under Obama. And then, you know, a bunch of times underneath Trump, which I gave that talk at your house, uh, about, you know, the Trump effect, my goodness is bad news where I absolutely nailed what was going to happen. And then, um, you know, at this point, uh, essentially I sort of think it's going to be a problem reaction solution where they're not going to give the market enough. And then eventually the market's going to go down and then the fed's going to quote unquote, come in to save the day. And then we could be the heroes that, you know, print all the trillions of dollars to do all the tough decisions. Uh, and then, you know, then Jerome Powell will get out of there and go sit in the board of Citadel and make, you know, a million dollars a year, like Ben Bernanke. And then you got Janet Yellen who was getting paid $810,000 to give like a couple of speeches to Citadel and then she then gets to sit on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, the, these different hearings to, for GameStop when, when fricking Robin Hood's main client is basically Citadel. So and it's, it's just, that's a whole nother story, but, you know, effectively with what the feds doing today, it, it, it is a relatively important meeting because they have basically signaled that they're not, uh, that they're willing to let inflation run hot, that they're, but the thing is, they're never going to be able to control it. Your listeners, obviously, I'm not telling them anything new that they don't already know because they're already in gold and silver and Bitcoin and guns and everything, ammo and food and everything else. But it's, um, yeah, we're at like the, I feel like we're very close to the end game where, you know, and, and I, and I started switching up my client's portfolio, like literally as that capital, you know, I hate even saying the riot was going down, but you know, that's when I knew that the Democrats were definitely going to run rough shot over everything and that they were just going to be able to print their, you know, trillions of dollars and have complete cover for all the bullshit that they were getting into. And so this meeting is important from the standpoint that if they, you know, cause the big thing to watch out for, and I know I'm sort of like rambling over here, but I think the 10 year treasury is I'm not looking at it now, but I think it's like 1.64, 1.65. And I gave a client address about, you know, probably five, six weeks ago. And I was like, listen, if inflation is once inflation gets over, you know, 1%, not inflation, the 10 year gets over 1%, you start entering like the yellow zone, uh, like kind of like a caution. And then once you get to about 1.5, then the, then it starts going from like yellow to pink. And then once you get to about 2% on the 10 year, then that's when you're going from more pinkish to red of like complete danger warning, because this is all bullshit, artificial economy. That's all being propped up on, on debt and cheap money. And so if, so I think they're going to let it run hot to get over that 2% to to let the market cry uncle to then, uh, and then people can play this back a year from now and be like, how the fuck did Tim know this again? Like just keeps predicting all this stuff. And so that's exactly, so I'm thinking they're going to let it get above two, but then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're going to print more money. The market's going to go back up in my opinion. And then it's going to be good for Bitcoin. It's going to be good for 
you know, all the other stuff that your listeners and you and myself and other people have been invested into for a long time. And, uh, and, you know, eventually it's going to, you know, accelerate this, you know, controlled demolition of the American empire, which is, you know, which was the title of Charlie Robinson and Jeff Berwick's book, which I haven't read it, but you know, it's a brilliant title because this is all basically a manufactured controlled demolition of everything. And I think most people who don't have financial, who just keep everything in cash are just going to go broke safely. And I'm amazed at how many libertarians and how many people who are, um, you know, should know better of just, you know, keeping everything in cash, you know, waiting for a crash, which at one point I was doing for a little bit. Uh, but I, I think at this point, the writing is on the wall that they, they, I mean, they can't let the market go down from, for any extended time period because then all the plates stop spinning, everything goes down, the music stops. And so I'm trying to invest in a great reset strategy for when the music stops, how you'll still have something left over. And if you want to do all crypto or we can do that, if you want to, you know, the people who are, you know, I, I sort of like three different portfolios. And so the, you know, sort of the more hardcore listener, like people like you and me and a lot of your listeners, Ernie type people, I've got, you know, one thing going on. Uh, then I've got, you know, people that are sort of middle of the road. I've got sort of that portfolio going on. And then the people that, you know, are 80 years old and don't know how to spell Bitcoin. They still have got some Bitcoin too, but uh, you know, not as much as the okay, other people. I got, I got to ask this before you go, because uh, you got to go and uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits is coming on. We got to hear all about her arrest and everything on the plane. Oh yeah. Yeah. We sure yeah, will. Yeah. You did tell me about that. So what, you know, I'm looking at, um, a slow motion train wreck that is coming and it's that's speeding up yeah. the rails. When that happens, it's going to be, do you have access to your resources? There's going to be a bail-in of everything that takes a computer to transact. I mean, it's a brokerage firms going down. Uh, you know, we had Lehman Brothers and everybody keeps forgetting about what happened in 08 and 09. You know, this is going to be now what they did is try to save the banking system. And to do that, they spent so much money that we're still feeling the effects of the inflation. And they just went all in and did it like gazillion times more since then. So what's happened is I'm going, OK, um, if they would have taken all of this money they did, they want to give to everybody. If they would have taken it and paid off everybody's mortgage it would have been less. It would have been cheaper to do. And now, you know, when they're doing things like, um, I just had a meme that I put up on Declare Your Independence Learners Hancock Telegram that someone sent and where it goes, it says, how about no checks sent out? Instead, no taxes taken out of our earnings for the rest of the year. Worker rewarded, freeload or not. Oh, 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 ouch. Because what is it that they're really doing? They're just keeping the slaves, you know, um, in control. You know, they're, they're given, you know, pain and reward. They're playing, uh, we're rats in a cage. So I can see what's ha happening. 
They're... It's a it's a it's a it's from the movie A Bug's Life. It's not about the food. It's about keeping those ants in line. It's about keeping those ants, in, you know, being in control of them. It's not about the food. It's not about the tax money. And I think even Jeffrey Gundelock, who's the uh, current Bond King, is what they call him, and he's even come out and said, like, yeah, why do we even? Why do we need to raise taxes on anybody if eighty percent of this is being financed by debt anyways? Just why don't just make it a hundred percent? It's because we already know the answer. It's about keeping those ants in line, and we're the ants, and we're the tax cattle that they uh, don't want, you know, getting all uppity. So, yeah, no, this is, well, they want you to be, you know, rioting when they want you to riot in a special place of rioting with the television cameras broadcasting the riot, you know, and then, you know, when they don't, then you're not allowed. And, and God forbid uh, you got a MAGA hat on, they're going to freaking throw you in jail for walking into a building you own. So, or, or make Bitcoin or make Bitcoin grid again, hat that looks like a MAGA hat. And, <laughs> you know, they go after you for that too. So, this is this is how it starts, and there, you know, one of the memes that we had up it has uh, a guy wearing a mask and a face shield, you know, reading a book that says Germany, nineteen thirty three to nineteen forty five, and his thought bubble is, how could people allow it to get to that point? And I'm like, we're watching it. We're sitting here watching it happen in uh, Nazi Germany. The people that left, you know, were the ones that they saved themselves, and we'll. We'll take it in the shorts now and we'll just, we're, we're leaving. We're going to America or somewhere else or Argentina, where the hell they went. So I'm going, now is the time to leave, but to where? It is, you know, the, I, I don't think there is another place that would be, you know, it's, that's one thing that Matt Smith that went to Float Fest, you know, he has a show, a regular show on YouTube, uh, him and Doug Casey. Doug Casey's been a mentor of his for years. They've been good friends and it's time to get Doug back on the show. And um, Matt uh, came, he called me and he said, look, I'm touring America. You know, where should I go? I go, oh, here's a bunch of festivals. And he showed up at this one and had a good time. Got the- Oh, uh, sure, man. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely regret not meeting him. I know John snyson has been dying to get Doug Casey on. So I need to help give uh, John a solid and try to get Doug on again too. Well, um, I, could, I could help you out getting Doug on, you know? Yeah, well, I, I helped you out once I got Doug on, so you can help help me back and get him on again. So uh, <laughs> I've been yeah. interviewing Doug for a long time. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, so we this is a... what I'm going to, what I'm, yeah, well, just send me an email to remind me and I'll, I'll hook you guys up. But yeah, I want to leave it with, I'm going to be breaking my eight, yeah, eight month maskless streak on Friday because my grandparents just went from New York to Florida for like a week or two. And obviously I'm not going to be going to New York anytime soon with all the bullshit going on there. So, uh, because they got the, they got the vaccine and they against my, you know, against my wishes, even though I gave them, you know, probably, you know, 15 hours of ranting of why they shouldn't do it and several other family members, but you know, they're overweight, like 81 years old, you know, have pacemakers, diabetes, like every single thing possible. So I'm like, I don't know how much longer they're going to be around for getting this stupid vaccine. So, uh, because of having to go back and see my kids and not having to go back, but you know, I went with my kids this weekend and yesterday and picking them up again today that, you know, it just, it didn't really make sense to be, you know, driving from, you know, here to Austin back to here, then to Miami, you know, or West Palm beach. So I'm going to be getting on an airplane and I'm going to make them say it. So I'm going to have a, I'm 
going to wear a freaking gas mask on the plane and have them tell me that I'm being too safe and that I'm not allowed to wear it. It's like, so I, I, I am predicting right now that they are not going to let me. And I'm in my little bag that I keep the brand of it, it's called a nutsack. So then I'm going to then like go from that to then having a bandana. Then I'm going to have them tell me, Oh, you're not being, Oh, you're being too safe with that mask. And Oh, you're not being safe enough with that. And then try a neck gaiter and then have them say, I can't wear that. And then finally like have like an N95 that I would have the entire time. But I had a mask February 19th, 2020. And I remember you telling me, cause I was on your show the next day. So anyone can see that I wasn't making this up and you were even saying like, Hey Tim, you know, I'd be careful talking about this stuff on the radio because you know, they could try to use this against you of you, you know, basically showing the man and being a dick and wearing a mask. And now, now, now like they force everyone to wear a mask. So I think it'd be so funny if I have video of them getting pissed off at me for wearing a mask, then I have a video of them pissed off at me in July. What, what for... Tim is talking about is coming in from Mexico. He did, uh, it was convenient for him to do his interview so you can get like, you know, pre load. Whoa, whoa, let's just back it up. It actually, it wasn't because it was convenient. It was on like a six, seven month wait list because of some government shutdown for two weeks, three years before. They're like, oh, due to the 2017 government shutdown, we're on a backlog of, and so they allow you to get it when you're coming back into the country. So I was, I finally caved. So I have not gone through a body scanner since 2011 because of James Corbett and watching him on Alex Jones way back in the day. I, uh, didn't I, I was I refused and probably opted out hundreds of times and finally I'm like you know what? I'm gonna be traveling more uh it's you know it's you know I'm finally gonna cave finally gonna bite the bullet and get global entry TSA pre-check and of course it was February 19th right as you know basically you know flying was made irrelevant anyway so I caved at the worst time possible and just to be a jerk I decided to throw on a N95 mask for my global entry interview when there was not a single person in the airport wearing an N95 mask and they were livid with me for pulling that stunt and uh and i talked about it on your show like the next day and then uh and then literally like a month later they were requiring everyone to be wearing masks you don't so. have your mind right you gotta get your mind right when they tell you it's right to do it and what's gonna happen you know we gotta get to dr judy but she's uh just coming on here uh tim say hello before you go hello, hello dr judy hello ernie Damn, we got Tim Pachote. Uh, we're just finishing up with Tim, and uh, he just wanted to say hi to you real quick and make sure you're okay. Oh, hey, Tim. Well, I'm not hey. okay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it. Hey, Tim, okay. we got to get going, man. All right, I'll, I'll see you guys, and I wish you the best, Dr. Judy. Thanks, right. Tim. Peace. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Bye, guys.